Thanks for listening to a YPC podcast. We believe God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we'd love to hear about it. Take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today. Amen, amen. How's everyone doing today? Glad to be in church. You guys made it. Some of you had to drive around barricades to get to church, but you're here. And uh, we've had quite the exciting, eventful week here in Mays County. And uh, I just wanted to say a big thank you to all of you who showed up and did relief work uh, with, our, with our crews, went out and got your chainsaws out and helped people dig out or cut out of their, uh, of their store da- storm damage this week. Um, for those of you who are interested, we're actually meeting again tomorrow at 10 a.m. right here at the church. We've got three of our YPC families that are still, like they still need some relief Um, One family is actually flooded, and so if we could have a couple of ladies come and kind of help us with that, uh, that would be great. So that's tomorrow at 10 a.m. I know people are like, well, what about El Reno? We heard El Reno got hit last night. What's our response with that? Well, here's what you need to understand about disaster relief. Uh, First stage is rescue, which is what the first responders are doing right now. So I know there was like a a motel that was hit and and a mobile home park that was hit. And so the first responders are in there assessing the situation right now. Then the second phase of any disaster is the relief portion, and that's where we show up. Um, if they need supplies, if they need food or water, uh, if they need like help with guys with chainsaws cutting down uh, trees, getting limbs out of the way, really it's just getting people functioning again. And then the third phase is rebuilding. And a lot of people are like, you know what, after the, the relief aid kind of comes to an end, we feel like, well, it's everybody's on their own now. No, no, there's a rebuilding piece that happens. And so we want to be a part of all of that. And so, again, tomorrow we're, we're helping some of our crew rebuild, in, in a sense, uh, their life, their, their, the normal pace of life. And so that's what we're doing here in Mays County tomorrow. And then as the, the folks, the first responder in um, El Reno lets us know what's going on, just, just watch our social media. Uh, that's where we're kind of making notes and sending out announcements, invitations to come and be a part of that. I'm so, I'm so proud of you guys. I really am. Several of you, you showed up. You, you were the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Our heart is to make a difference in the communities we live in. Amen, everyone. This is the last part six, the last and final message in our thriving series. It's been a great series. Uh, what we've decided is we believe that God has put something inside of us that he wants inside of you. And so on the chairs today, we actually had printed our core values for you. So you can take these home, put them on your refrigerator, hang them on the mirror, whatever, whatever you do with stuff we give you like this. Um, if you want to throw it in the trash, just leave it on the seat, okay? Just leave it on the seat because we'll reuse them. But uh, if you want them, take them home because these are the core values of your place church. This is what God has, has placed inside of us as a leadership team that we believe he wants inside of you. We started out week one with courageous faith. We talked about abundant love. We talked about authentic relationships. We've talked about grateful worship. Pastor Taylor came last week, and that was the, the focus and the point of his message is that we're, we're grateful. We worship a grateful God. We, we, we are grateful people. And then, of course, honest teachability. Uh, and then you can see the two remaining there. If you do all of this, you will get life to the full. And so today... We're going to be talking about the one that I didn't mention, and that is good stewardship. And I know what you're thinking. No, pastor, don't do it, (laughs) right? 
We would rather you talk about anything. Talk about hell. We don't care. Just don't talk about good stewardship. Well, it is who we are and it is what we believe. And with that unbridled excitement from you, we will proceed, all right? We will venture into these deep waters. Here's the thing, friends. We have found the key that unlocks the door. We have, we have found a treasure map that if you will embark on the journey, you will find the treasure. We've drank the potion, okay? We, we understand what it means. We understand what God will give us. We understand what his word says. We have found the fountain of youth, but we still had to wade into the middle of it. And so here's the thing. We want everything in life to be easy, don't we? We just want it to be automatic. We don't want to have to exert effort. But I'm telling you, if you will use the key and unlock the door, if you will, if you will wade out into that water of the fountain of youth, if you, if you can get past the taste of that magic potion, I'm telling you, it will be a no-brainer for everyone because you'll see what life looks like right in the middle of God's plan for our lives. It won't even be a consideration for us. And there's a lot of bad information out there on the terms or on the lines of good stewardship. There's a lot of bad information, and we want to clear that up today. As the pastors, as the communication team here at Your Place Church, the ones that you've given permission to speak into your life, we want to show you what the Word of God actually says in the area of not just stewardship, but good stewardship. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Lord, I know everybody thinks a, a stewardship message is just about giving. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about stewarding the life you've given us. Father, we know that so much is, is hinged on our approach to the life that you've given us. And Father, you said in your word, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Well, Father, we don't want... We don't want Jesus to have come in vain. We want to live the life that you've created for us to live. And Father, we lean into your words today. Show us what your word says. Unlock our understanding. Help us to see ourselves in the story of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, when I say your life, I mean, think about your personal picture of your life, if you will. And I've used this illustration before, and, and just so you know, I had this message written like three or four weeks ago. I had no idea we were going to live through the week we've lived through in Mays County the last few days. And so these pictures were already picked, okay? But when you think about your life, what do you see? What's the picture that you see? For some of you, maybe it looks like this. Maybe it looks like a day at the beach. You know what I mean? It's calm. It's restful. You're surrounded by the friends and the family that love you, that you love them. There's no debt to speak of. Like, it's just a really, really good life. But others of you, when you think about your life, you don't necessarily think about the fact that you're just at rest. Um, it's not bad. It's not awesome, but it's not bad. It's like, it's like going, it's an average day. You know what I mean? It's like going on a walk in a park, right? It's, 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 not, it's not horrible. It's not necessarily anything awesome, but it's, it's good. It's, it's a decent life. 
It's normal. But some of us, this is what we see, right? We see dark clouds approaching, all right? So we had these pictures picked already before, before our week, okay? We see dark clouds forming over our life. I mean, it's not raining yet, but the wind is definitely starting to, 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 to pick up, right? This is, this is what represents some of us. Like, it's not going down the, the drain yet, but I definitely hear thunder. I definitely see flashes of lightning. And then for some of us, if we're going to be completely honest, this, this is what we see, right? We see our life is spinning out of control. There's relationship tension. We don't even want to go to the mailbox because every time we open the mailbox, it's either junk mail or bills, right? It's creditors. It's stuff that's happening. We feel like we're in the middle of this storm and it's spreading chaos everywhere we look. Well, when you think about these four pictures, which one describes your life? We believe God's desire for every single one of us is to have that day at the beach. Sunshine, we believe that you're at rest. We believe that life is good. You're thriving in life. We think that God wants you to enjoy life. And so many people says, well, yeah, God's plan for you to enjoy life is in heaven. No, no, that's heaven. Like, we don't cease to exist. We all get to go to heaven, and that's awesome. But God's plan for you is to, to have and enjoy life right now on earth. Amen, everyone. And we want to talk to you about that. It's true, though, I think for many of us, this isn't the life we have. In fact, we think that we're either, it's either average or it's even storm clouds or even a tornado in our life. And my fear is, is that a lot of us are under those dark clouds and we don't know how to get out. And that's what we want to talk about over the next few minutes. How do you get out of dark storm cloud seasons in your life? And so just lean in with me, all right? Four things that we have to do in order to to change our picture of our lives. Number one, the Bible says have a vision for your life. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And I know you, you zoned in on that word perish just like I did. Is that like perish, perish? Like what, what does perish mean? Does that mean die? What does that mean, right? Well, one translation says, my people cast off restraint, which means they're unrestrained, which means they have no self-control. Another translation says, says this, it says, they go their own way. Well, what if it's true concerning our relationships? If we have no vision for our relationships, we'll just go our own way. What about our time, our goals, our dreams, our finances? Like without a vision then there is nothing to track. What's the vision in your personal lives? What's the dream? What do you envision yourself doing someday? What is your life meant to do? What does it mean to you? I know for me, I've, I've got a dream. Uh, it used to be, Tyra and I, our dream used to be to, to get a lake house one day. 
And it's because we both grew up on the lake and we can remember being out on the boats with our families. And I remember specifically, we were on Lake Fort Gibson and we were driving and I looked up the side of a bluff and I saw this house with all these beautiful windows overlooking the lake. And I said, wow, I hope someday I can live on the lake. Well, God is giving us the vision or the desires of our heart right now. And that's because we had a dream, we had a vision, and we made it happen. Another thing that, that we want or that I want is I actually want to use my own hands and I want to build a, key, or a uh, it's called a Keystone K1 Attack kit car. And you're like, well, what is that even? A kit car. It's not a model car like you can buy at Walmart. It's a real life model car. It looks like this is actually what it looks like. That's what I wanna, that's what I wanna build, right? Thank you, woo! I like it, I want it. And you know, you're like, that looks like an $80,000, $100,000 car or something. No, it's $26,000 for the kit and it goes on a Honda Accord frame. And I've got a Honda Accord. I know where one is right now, right? My, my, my dad's got one in his front yard and his batteries are dead. And I'm like, you don't want that car, do you? And so like $26,000, you can buy the kit and, you, and then I'll just build it myself. One of these days, you're going to see your pastor rolling up to church in this thing, right? Yeah, come on. Amen. It's my dream. And everybody's going to think I'm rolling hard, but really it's just like I just, I just built it, you know, but it's my dream. I have a dream to be completely debt-free. I have a dream to have multiple streams of income, to, to own a vacation house on some beach someplace, amen? That's what I want. And I know you guys are like, this sounds pretty selfish, pastor. It's like, it's all about you. You're right, it is. It is, but I also dream about single-handedly paying off the renovation of our church. I really do. Like if I have multiple streams of income and I'm debt free, man. And, and here's the thing. I realized to get there, it involves me giving considerable amounts. And so we are one of the top givers at your place church. A lot of people just assume the pastor's along for the ride. No, 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 no. We have joined you. And we're closer to the top of as far as giving to pay off the renovation. We're giving large sums of money to this thing, and that's what we want to do. We want to bring fresh water to remote villages in random parts of the world. We want to, we want to continue to support A21, who's rescuing trafficked women out of sex trade. We want, to, we want to see that come to an end. We want to sponsor kids to go to summer camp. Man, I want to pay off people's mortgages. Anybody need your mortgage paid off? I mean, can I, can I pay off somebody's mortgage in here? Well, pray for me, all right? So pray for my dream to come true so I can pay off your mortgage. But here's the thing. This is a dream. It's a dream of mine. And the reason why our picture does not look like our dream yet is because nearsighted desires are a clearer picture than the farsighted dreams. Now, for us, we've realized some of our dreams. And so we started changing the way we've done our lives to make the dreams come true. Does that make sense, friends? But for so many of us, our nearsighted desires, our urges, our cravings, our, our desires, they're clearer than our dreams. 
In other words, I just, want to, I just want to drive a new car. I just want to drive a new car. If I could just drive, I, I got to have a new car. I, I just got to have new clothes every season. And again, God blesses us, amen. But if, all, if I spend everything that's coming in, then I'm not going to have anything to buy the Keystone Attack car, right? The K1 Attack. If I, if, I, if I just spend on me right now in these seasons of my life, then I'll never, I'll never get to those places in my life. If I'm just satisfied with my relationships, I'll never live an uncommon, happily ever after type of life. And so here's what I want you guys to do. You have a homework assignment this week. Pastor's giving homework. Students are on summer break. But guess what? The homework doesn't end, okay? What I want you to do is I want you to make a list of five or six things that represent your beach picture, that represents your dream. Write them down. Have a vision for your life. I, I'm so impressed right now. We've got several ladies, and I, I can't remember if it was a life group or just a bunch of friends hanging out at a house one day, but they all got like these boards, and they're calling them their vision boards or their dream boards or something. And they're cutting articles out of magazines that represent what they want. And they're putting scriptures to these pictures, and they're, they're pasting them on these boards, and they're hanging them up in their houses. And every time they walk by, they, they pray for it. They believe God for it. What's the vision for your life? What if it's actually possible that we could get that far off dream to happen? I believe it is. The first thing is have a vision. The second thing is you got to have the right thinking. Most people have the wrong attitude, the wrong belief about our lives. Here's the problem. I, we figured it out. Here's the problem. Most of us don't think that we are the problem. We think that our problems are the problems, right? It's true. We think that our problems are external. If that person wasn't my spouse, I'd have a great marriage. Are you with me? We think it's the problem that's the problem. If I had more money, I wouldn't have any money problems. If I had a better education, if my boss paid me what I was worth, if I got a raise, right? If I just got a better job, then all of my life would be better. But here's the problem. The truth is our problem begins and ends with us. It really does. It's like, it's like eating McDonald's every day for a year and then suing McDonald's because they made you fat, which actually happened in America. Welcome to America, right? We have to be willing to own this, to steward well what God has given us. Proverbs chapter three or 23, verse 7, this is the New King James Version, says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. According to Scripture, however we believe about our life actually matters. It actually matters. How we believe about our relationships matter. How we believe about our finances matter. However we think our situation is, is, according to the Bible, how it's going to be. According to Scripture, right? If we believe that we're stuck with this person, then you're stuck. If we believe that there's never, that, that money's just a necessary evil and I'll never have enough, you'll probably never have 
enough. If we believe that life is always going to be that tornado, then it will be. But if we believe that our life can change, if we believe that our relationships can get better, if we believe that, that my body can be healed, right, then that, that picture changes for all of us. And it starts with our thinking. The third thing is simply this. How do we change the picture of our life? Well, we have to have a vision. We have to change our thinking. And the third thing is attitude. Like our attitude makes a difference. And you're like, this sounds a lot like a motivational speech. No, this is scripture and I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove it to you. When it comes to areas of our life, of our relationships, of our, of our finances, at the end of the day, it ultimately comes down to control. Who is in control of your life? If you want the Bible word for it, the Bible word for it is lordship. Lordship. Now, we've, we're familiar with that phrase. Jesus is our Lord and Savior, and we think they mean the same thing. They don't. They're two different meanings. Savior is someone who forgave you of your sins, who paid the price for you, who made you a son and daughter of the Most High God. Lord is something completely different. Lordship changes everything. It's allowing Jesus to be the Lord of all, and it's giving him control over every area of our life. Wikipedia defines lordship as supreme power or rule. And if we're going to change our, our, the picture of our life, then we're going to have to surrender our life over to the lordship of Jesus Christ. It's essential, friends. We'll never change that picture until he becomes our Lord and, and Savior. It's all about control. Well, how do, how do I do that? Well just so happens I have some answers for that, okay? Acknowledge God in every area of your life. Every area of your life. When we do that, and we, just, and we maintain this, this mindset, I'm just stewarding what God gives me. I'm just stewarding what God gives me. It changes your financial picture. It changes your relational picture. It changes your, your health. It changes everything in your life when you begin to release your life to Him. And you're like, well, how do I even do that? And I don't even know if I believe that because I'm the one that worked for all of this. I'm the one that worked two jobs. I'm the one. I'm a self-made man, and I understand that thinking. And, and thank you for taking the initiative to do that. But in reality, the Bible says that God is the one that gives you the ability to gain wealth. The minute that we think it's all us and it's my strength and it's my know-how and it's my smarts and whatever, that's when we say, God, I've got this. And we kind of cut his authority off in our lives. King David got this right. First Chronicles chapter 29, David's talking about this in real time. Verse 10, he says, David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, praise be to you, Lord, the God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. Look at this. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. 
yours, Lord, is what uh, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Look at verse 12. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. And in your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. What David is saying here, he's like, I realize that there's a lot here. There's a lot going on here. But this is all God's. I'm just stewarding it. I'm just a good steward of what God has given me. He's given me the ability to be a warrior, David says. So I'm a warrior. He gave me the ability. He's the one that gave me the promotion. He's the one that put me as the king. So I'm stewarding it, right? He says this. He says, wealth and honor come from you. David was blown away about how good and how awesome God is. He understood the difference between ownership and possession. There's a difference between ownership and possession. Business leaders, you get this. People who manage departments, you understand this. And it's easy to understand it in the business context. If I'm a business owner and I have a company vehicle, right? And I tell one of my employees, hey, take the company vehicle, go down to the whatever place and get our stuff and, and bring it back. And if that employee gets in, his, gets in the company truck and he goes down and he gets his 50 boxes of stuff, and then he's sitting there in a truck that he's in possession of, and he's got 50 boxes of something, right? that he's in possession of. What if he says, you know what, I think I'm just going to take this company truck with this full tank of gas and this 50 boxes or whatever and go to Florida, right? We would call that stealing, right? Because he didn't have permission to do that. And so we understand it when it comes to companies, organizations, but for some reason we get tripped up when we think about it all belongs to God and we're just stewarding it. We're in possession of it, but it's all his. Amen, everyone? Are you following me? We don't like the way that feels because we want to have our own choice. We want to make our own decisions. Well, here's the thing you need to understand. God considers your faithfulness in the whole situation. First, uh, First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, the Bible says, Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. You want more stuff? You want a different life? Be faithful with the, what, what he has given you. Be faithful in the relationships you do have. Be faithful with what God's, you know, the body you do have, the time you do have. Because your faithfulness in these seasons will, will track your future life. Amen? Find out what God's word says in these areas and apply it to your lives. If we're not owners, but possessors of all of this life, then as Jesus followers, it's incumbent upon us to find out what he wants us to do with this life. And here's the thing. We're under the impression that whatever it is, that we're not going to want that. There's false teaching out there that God is going to, whatever you want, God wants the exact opposite. No, that's not true. God says, I'm the one that gave you the desires of your heart. He put the desires inside of you. There's desires for you to, 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 to go after. But he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things will be added unto you. 
So here's my thought in all of this today, friends. We can talk all day long about getting a vision, changing our attitude, changing our thinking, and that's not going to change our, our picture of our life. It's not until we take steps. It's not until we do something. Faith without works is dead. We all have a responsibility. We all have to put our faith into action. Some ways to do that, just begin with trusting God. Well, what does that mean? It means pausing. It means taking the situation that, you're, that you've been doing, you've been trying to make it work. It's pausing and saying, God, I give this to you. I am trusting you with this. And a lot of people, they think, well, I can do that. That's easy. No, 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 no. The part that comes in is when God says, okay, thank you, now do this. Oh, but that's not the way I do it. I know. And that's why you are where you are right now. Right? Trust me is what God's saying. Trust me. God, that's hard. I think I can do it better than you. That's what we're saying. When we're not trusting God, we think that I can do it better than him. When really, if you can see what God could see, you would make the very same decision. Are you with me, friends? Trust God. We've been trusting ourselves to make our picture look different. We've been wishing our picture would look different. We've been wanting it to really bad, but it hasn't changed, and it's because we've stopped trusting God in whatever the area is in your life. I can take you to the place where we, the flip switched inside of Tyra and I. We had been tithers all of our life. We gave when God told us to give, but something happened. We were not trusting God. I was trusting in myself. I was trusting in my abilities. And I can take you to the place where God spoke to us. And I can, t I can, I can, I can stand you on the mark where, where his voice spoke to us, and it changed everything for us. Now you can't talk us out of it. Because we saw what God saw, and now we're living the life God wants us to live. It may require something that we don't want to do, and that's self-denial. Getting into relationship tension is easy. Getting into financial debt is easy. Getting into a cycle of bad decisions is easy. And I'm afraid what a lot of us know all, know all too well is getting out takes a little bit of effort. It takes some initiative. Make no mistake. Getting from the tornadoes to just the dark clouds to just the average life. Some of you, you're like, I'll just take the dark clouds. Just make it stop spinning, right? Some of you, you just went out of the dark clouds. I just, a, a, a nice walk in the park seems great right now. Others of you, you don't realize that you can be at rest. And God's plan is that you would have and enjoy life to the full. But are you willing to pay the price? And automatically we're like, oh dang. I know it. Here it is. There's a price. What's the price? How much is this going to cost me? Right? No, no. Everything in life requires effort. Having a great marriage takes effort, but it's worth it. Raising great children takes effort, but it's worth it. 
and changing your picture in life will take effort. But listen to me, friends. It's so worth it. If you can see your life in the next 30, 60 to 100 days by just taking, making decisions today, what it can look like, you will say the same thing that we are saying. It's all worth it. And you're not alone. We want to help you. That's why we have life groups. That's why we have pastors on staff, some of them paid, some of them not, that are, that are here to help you. If you have relationship tensions in your marriage, come talk to us. I'll never forget the story of a, I heard someone say this, uh, they called one of my friends' church and they were like, um, do you guys offer marriage counseling? And they're like, well, we, we give biblical direction. We tell you what the Bible says, and we try to help people as much as we can. Oh, good. I, I need help. Awesome. Do you, do you worship here? No, I go to the church down the street. Do, do they not offer biblical counseling? Oh, I can't tell those people what's really going on in my life. Why? Well, I can't have them seeing the real me. Friends, that's why we're here. We are a church of real people going through real life. We are a church that's like a family. Come talk to us. We're here for you. Get marriage counseling. Get budget counseling. We're doing something in November. I'm super excited about it. We're going to offer, we're going to show people how to create a budget. We're going to show you the free app that you can download, and we're going to help you plug it all in. And if you want it to, it'll talk to your, your checking account, your savings account. You can put all your bills inside there, and it'll just do it on its own. You just hit start, and it just does it on its own. And we're like, oh, I don't know. It sounds like Big Brother to me. I don't want anybody messing with my stuff. <laughs> okay. We'll get a notebook, okay, and we'll write it all down by hand. We will help you change your picture. But you got to get close to us. A, we're not going to chase you down. B, you got to want help. Are you with me, friends? Don't do life alone. It's just not worth it. Ladies, go to Virtue one night Saturday. Like, register. Because, like, you have to register. We have to know you're coming. But just be here. Just be here for the event. If you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. And the thing of it is, it's not forever. See, we think if I downgrade my house and get into a house that the payment is better so I can reallocate those funds to pay off debt, we think it's forever. If I, don't, if I just buy a car that I can pay cash for and get rid of those payments, we think that's forever. I don't want to do that. When really, you just need a dependable car in this season. Are you with me, friends? It's okay. It's just a season. Just like it used to be winter, and we thought winter was horrible because it lasted so long. Guess what? It's spring. You're like, thanks, tornadoes. Let's go back to winter. No, 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 no. Summertime's coming, baby. All right? Summertime is coming. It's a season. Take a step. Change your 
picture. Get Jesus involved in it. Trust Him. Write the vision. Make it plain. Change your attitude. Change your thinking. Trust God. Because nearsighted desires are a clearer picture than the farsighted dreams. I really believe in 30 days, your life can look different. Your life can look different. And I'm going to pray for you right here, right now. Because the Holy Spirit knows. Father, you know how this message applies to every single one of us. And Father, some of us in the room, we're, we just can't wait for us to say amen because we're ready to go put it to work. We're going to get a budget. We're going to, we're going to have a conversation that's been, that we've needed to have since the incident, whatever the incident was. Some of us, Father, we're ready to go. Others of us, we're like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. I should do that. Others of us, Father God, if we're going to be honest, and that's what we need to be right now, we, we have no intentions on doing anything. What we need to understand is that dream will never come to pass. Because faith without works is dead, being alone. So, Father, tap in that area of all of our hearts. What is that step that we need to take? What is that area of our life that we need to do? Show us where we need to trust you, God. And then 30, 60, 90 days from now, Father God, we're going to look back on today when we made this decision, and we're going to remember that's the day, that's the message, that's the scripture where everything changed for us. And the next thing you know, the dark storm clouds begin to fade. And it is a walk in the park. And for those of us that are walking in the park, then all of a sudden the sun's going to shine and rest comes because you created us to live life and to live it and have it to the full. God, we become a blessing to so many others. That's what we want, God. That's our dream. That's our dream. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.